Don't you turn against me. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Hello, welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and with me is our other host, Ethan. And today we are talking about a controversy of the dialogue of Attack of the Clones. So the controversy that goes here is that a lot of people say that Attack of the Clones is a bad movie. That it's not written well, or that it's not good. There are different controversies about whether, why it's bad. Some people say it's the acting is terrible. Some people say it's the dialogue is bad. Uh, We're going to dive into why, whether the dialogue is bad or whether it is good. uh, Because there are some people who say that the dialogue is deliberate and very good. So today, so we get to dive into that. First of all, Ethan, do you know anything about the dialogue controversy? Well... Uh, I suppose, I mean, just generally, I mean, I, not too much of the specifics, just that, you know, there's this sort of divide between those who enjoy the script and, and, and the dialogue and those who don't. I, I am not up to date on my knowledge of kind of anything uh, more in depth than that as to why, the, why, why certain uh, pieces of the script were written that way or Mm-hmm. or deliberately or whatever um i'm just more uh, up to date on the general knowledge of you know why people like it and you know why people don't okay what do you know about why people like it just more you know people like it because conveys a sort of innocence about anakin and a sort of a vulnerability you know they're trying to force a love story through one movie compact an entire entire love story into one movie before episode three. So the dialogue, I've heard people say that it feels rushed. And so that's that, a, I, I guess I, I, I know more about why people don't like it, why people do like do, it, uh, enjoy it. Right. Why, why do people not like it from what you know? Oh, just because it's just, it's just so cheesy. It's just so kind of corny and uh, uncomfortable and just the scenes and the dialogue is just so, yeah, unnatural. Uh, nobody talks like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not, yeah, not relatable. Just awkward at times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All those classic, you know, classic scenes that are just <laughs> cringy at times. All right. I, yeah. I very much agree. Okay. So, <laughs> We're going to start off because a lot of, to be honest, a lot of the controversy comes with people criticizing the film and then people trying to defend the film. So we're going to start off with our negatives. Okay. Uh, to, get us, to start with the criticism of the dialogue. I got a bad feeling about this. Just to give you some examples with our wonderful dialogue, uh, we yep. have a couple examples. One random example of where nobody really talks like this 
uh, Obi-Wan meets a man in a bar, and the man just <laughs> goes, You want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Nobody talks like that. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. That's, yeah. that's one. A big one is the overacting and the discussion of Anakin when he's interrogating Sam Weisel. Who hired you? Tell us. Tell us now. And it's just, he just randomly starts screaming. Oh. Then there's Anakin talking about Obi-Wan. That's, that's another big one when he's talking about Obi-Wan to Padme. Oh, on and Tatooine? Just, no. Just when oh. she's when they're packing to go to, to Naboo. Oh, okay. We must let go of our pride and do what is requested of us. Anakin, you've grown up. Master Obi-Wan manages not to see it. Don't get me wrong. Obi-Wan is a great mentor. As wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as Master Windu. I am truly thankful to be his apprentice. In some ways, a lot of ways. I'm really ahead of him, but he feels that I'm too unpredictable. He won't let me move on. I'm ready for the trials. All mentors have a way of seeing more of our faults than we would like. It's the only way we grow. I know. Anakin, don't try to grow up too fast. But I am grown up. <laughs> this makes no sense in the dialogue. Right. <laughs> so, right, yeah, sort of, right. It, 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 yeah, it fluctuates. It fluctuates. That, is that the, love, the dialogue just yeah. flips back and forth. Another right. random kind of thing is the Boba Fett. His character just randomly just says things, and you're just like, "This isn't really what oh. <laughs> said right now." Of like, get him dead, get him fire. That's kind of a weird, <laughs> cringy dialogue. There's also yep. times when Jango Fett talks to his son, and is just like, "Well, we won't be seeing him again." And it, and Boba Fett just goes, <laughs> "We won't be seeing him again." You're like, "What is?" That's weird. Right. And that, yeah. And that <laughs> is just so fake sounding and just so delivered in such just a bland way that you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah. The, the final one that I, final just line is when Obi-Wan and Anakin meet Padme again. And her, oh, yeah. his, his, the opening line is, Annie? My goodness, you've grown. So have you. Grown more beautiful, I mean. Well, for a senator, I mean. <sighs> Annie will always be that little boy I knew on tattooing. <sighs> like, nobody talks like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like nobody would open with that, you know. I, to have them to say, you know, that <laughs> after, I don't know. It just seemed right, so unnatural, and, and yeah, the guts to do that. Talks. Yeah, yeah, nobody talks like that. Nobody talks like that. So, 
so that's those are just like the general that people have pointed out. Now we go into actually into analysis. So I'm going to show you a video. We can discuss it, but it's it's pretty interesting. Dialogue can make or break a movie, especially with love stories. That's what Attack of the Clones basically is, a love story. The success or failure of this film hinged on selling the love story between Anakin and Padme, which sets up the fall of Anakin in Episode 3. If Anakin's dialogue was the only part that came across as weak, that would be one thing. But throughout all three prequels, even Obi-Wan's and Padme's scenes seemed off at times, and Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman are really good actors which suggests that, at times, they were working with words and scenes that were poorly crafted. Dialogue needs a purpose. It needs to develop characters or move the plot along by giving information such as foreshadowing events. And it needs to do it realistically, in a way that makes us feel for the characters, for their desires, their emotions, and struggles. But in this scene... I don't like sound. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft. And smooth. What do we learn about Anakin, Padme, or the story's plot? I can't find anything. Anakin hates sand, but why is that important? Why do we need to know this? His hating sand because it's coarse doesn't tie into anything relevant to the story. Instead of hating sand because it's coarse and gets everywhere, Anakin could hate sand because it reminds him of Tatooine, of the choice he made to leave his mother. It could make him wonder if he did the right thing in abandoning her to a life of slavery. Anakin doesn't even need to say these specific words, and it might be better if he doesn't. We already know Anakin loves Padme, so his thoughts about his mother should be what the audience takes away from this interaction. Sand reminding Anakin of his mother would be more effective because it taps into events we've already witnessed and it would let us know that Anakin constantly thinks about his mother, and that he perhaps second-guesses his choice to join the Jedi Order. This puts a psychological wedge in between him and the Jedi, and it sets up the extreme remorse and regret he feels when his mother dies. When she dies in his arms, we would have been more emotionally invested because we would better understand what Anakin had struggled with over the previous decade. Along with the action, dialogue needs to show us a truth about the character. If characters only tell us what they are feeling, the audience will not engage as much as they otherwise would have. What the audience was shown when Anakin and Padme were on Naboo did not sell the notion that both were struggling with their emotions. Anakin maybe, but in a juvenile kind of way. And Padme, not really at all. And when I got to them, we went into aggressive negotiations. Thank you. Aggressive negotiations? What's that? Uh, well, negotiations with a lightsaber. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> If Master Obi-Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very grumpy. From the moment I met you, all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I even thought of you. And now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you. I can't breathe. 
I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything that you ask. If you are suffering as much as I am, please tell me. I can't. We can't. It's just not possible. Anything is possible, Padme. Listen to me. No, you listen. We live in a real world. Come back to it. You're studying to become a Jedi. I'm, I'm a senator. If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion, it'll take us to a place we cannot go, regardless of the way we feel about each other. Then you do feel something. I will not let you give up your future for me. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Believe me, I wish that I could just wish away my feelings, but I can't. I will not give in to this. So when Anakin spills his feelings to Padme, and she responds as if she's struggling just the same, they're only telling us that they're struggling. They're telling us what they want us to understand. But the audience can't fully engage with what's happening, because the previous dialogue and action hasn't sold us that they're actually feeling these emotions. Anakin rationalizing that Jedi are encouraged to love comes across well enough, and gives good information. He never once says that he loves her but the audience understands that he's smitten and trying to explain that there's no good reason why they can't be together. But each of their successive scenes are jarring. Padme scolding Anakin distances them, which makes it all the more bizarre that she would allow him to lean in for a kiss. And this uncomfortable kiss makes it strange that they would then appear so friendly in this field, talking as if nothing awkward had happened, even rolling around as if they were already lovers. Their character traits, specifically Padme's, fluctuates too much. She seems hollow, as if only a prop that is unable to control her emotions. This is not Padme's character. She is a strong, disciplined woman who needs to be put in repeated will-testing situations to break her down so she finally gives in to her feelings. But that never happens. Look at these two scenes back to back. In the first, Anakin and Padme are having a lighthearted conversation. They're laughing and having a good time. Then, jump cut to a dark room with both characters tense and sitting on a couch. No transition in the conversation. No action to transition their moods. Just an info dump of them telling that they're struggling with their love for each other. This is telling at its worst, because it's telling that is unsupported by scenes that sell the struggle. Here's another example of how telling both killed tension and distances the audience from Anakin and Padme's relationship. What's wrong, Annie? I... I killed them. I killed them all. They're dead. Every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women and the children, too. They're like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. I hate them. After Anakin slaughters the Sand People, he rants to Padme about hating them and how he even murdered the women and children. Despite the visible cues given off by Hayden Christensen, this is still a lot of telling. He's partially showing his hatred and anger, but he's literally telling her what he feels and what he did. 
This is problematic. Not only are we being told what happened, but so is Padme. By doing this, the writers have essentially written themselves into a corner. One, Anakin telling Padme the truth and having her accept it kills tension between them. And two, Padme's visible acceptance of Anakin's actions, even if she doesn't like them internally, gives the impression that she condones the behavior, which doesn't cohere with her character. In fact, Padme's acceptance of such a horrible act makes her somewhat complicit and hollow, which turns people away from them both, instead of drawing the audience in. Instead of Anakin admitting to killing them all, including the women and children, he should have lied, or not wanted to talk about it, or given a vague response. A quick flashback scene could have shown Anakin standing among a heap of bodies, or something else to imply that he'd killed everyone. The audience would have been shown what he'd done, and also that he lied, which would have only built more tension, as we'd be witnessing his attempt to balance his feelings for Padme and his lust for vengeance and power. So that was a video by Right Engage Grow. It's a guy who talks about how to do writing and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> everything that he said was, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that video sort of perfectly encapsulate, encapsulates, uh, you, know, what I, you know, what I was trying to convey, you know, it's just. Yeah. He it's, was, it's, he was it's, doing more, more defined and everything. But, yes. Yeah. Exactly. But everything he said was was spot on. You know, right? You, you're not. You're certainly not uh, as invested in their relationship as as you could be. And and you right. Too, too much telling is a bad thing. Yeah. I specifically focus on the the I hate sand because everybody talks about how that's a terrible line. Right. Of, that's, I that's hate like sand. The, yeah yeah the infamous line sure and it's just like this makes no sense of why he's angry or or why he's saying this and then why it works that's another like huge problem of like why she lets him kiss her yeah but i one also thing i liked about that video is it kind of explains more of my issues with like padme and anakin Especially mm-hmm. when he talks about when he kills all of the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. And he tells Padme everything. Right. And it's just like, okay, there's emotion here, but like you're literally telling us everything. Yep. And now Padme knows everything and it strikes her character down worse of like, it's huge, her, her, like, another cringeworthy line of to be angry is to be human. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, but not to murder people. Right, and like murder everyone. Yeah. Like slaughter them all. Uh, yeah. So. Right, and then, she's, and then she's still not, you know, she's like, she's clearly like freaked out, but not as much as I feel like a regular person would be. Like if someone you love just came to you and said, hey, I just murdered like an entire village. Yep. And now I still want to be with you. I think there would be a little more uh, concern <laughs> that you would have for after someone just like straight up told you that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's just, there's so many things there of like with the dialogue of it just, it shows you, but then doesn't, it tells you, doesn't show you. Mm-hmm. And so when they jump to the scene, as he says in the video, when they jump between them just eating dinner and then 
all of a sudden they're at the fireside room where he talks about just being in love with her and, and everything. Like it makes no sense. Right. It's, it's out true. of total left field of how he's feeling. And so all the dialogue and fighting feelings and have been the whole time does not mesh with what has been shown in the film. Padme glaringly fluctuates her feelings from totally at ease with Anakin to uncomfortable in a matter of seconds in the film. There is not a yeah. transition, no setup dialogue, just happy to immediate seriousness. And it's just a straight cut. There's, it goes straight there. Yeah, yeah. And I had forgotten, I had forgotten how it was about that straight cut. But yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so as he also, like when she talks about when she finally admits that she's in love and, uh, and, and goes with, I truly deeply love you. It completely falls flat. And this is according to, according to uh, Gizmodo, Tackle Accords, his wish fulfillment says uh, it totally falls flat. She has to use words like truly and deeply to convey the depth of her love because it has not been shown earlier in the film. It makes the statement feel out of place and trying too hard. Uh, Padme confesses her love for Anakin and it's so out of left field, even in the movie, the character Anakin looks surprised to hear it. Yep. So yeah, it's, yeah, and so a lot of people have struggled with this, with it, with with Anakin mainly in the dialogue. But as we've said earlier, even great actors struggle with it, uh, like especially in Phantom Menace. And with, uh, I think Ian McGregor is not very good in the Phantom Menace. I think he's better in the others, but oh, sir, for sure. But he's, it's, yeah. again, it's he's and he's proven to be a great actor. Natalie Portman's proven to be a great actress and she barely got a job after this movie, after these, this yeah. series because of dialogue. Yeah, she, and because, so she, it, she struggled to get a job after this movie, after these movies. Yeah. Um, so, the, and, and according again to, to Gizmodo, it says his dialogue from the very first scene always feels way more verbose and mechanical than most normal people talk. So that's about George writing, just like it's, it's too many words. Right. And the actors seem to be concentrating more on delivering the line correctly than the emotion of the performance. Yeah. So. Yep, I definitely agree with that. So those are our wonderful dialogues. I mean, there's a lot more dialogue that we could go into and, and keep sure. diving into, <laughs> but because there's a lot of it that's just kind of funny but oh yeah you know and it, right that whole diner scene with with uh obi-wan and and uh what is it dak dak or not dak it's it's dax i think it's yeah. dax's diner yeah 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 uh, you know that whole scene and then just uh yeah and i think uh i think that's supposed to be the same species as uh pong krell in the clone wars right Yes. Just a random little random little tidbit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So But yeah, uh, you're right. Lots yeah. of lots of dialogue. You, we could we could definitely <laughs> analyze. But, yep. Uh, but now we get to dive into why it what why some people think it is not bad. 
It's not by a dialogue and is actually pretty interesting. This is where the fun begins. So to start off, we get the official word from George Lucas. This is why okay. he says, because everybody thought it was campy and it was just like this weird dialogue. He says, it's not deliberately campy. I made the film in a 1930s style. It is based on a Saturday matinee serial from the 1930s. So the acting style is very 30s, very theatrical, very old fashioned. Method acting in the 1950s is very predominant today. I prefer to use the old style. People take it different ways depending on their sophistication. That's George Lucas basically saying he told them it was deliberately to be campy. It was not campy. It was him telling them just deliver the line. Don't go method acting. Right. Just say your, just say your lines and get out of here. <laughs> but so, see, that, I, I just don't think that that works for a big budget sci-fi movie. I would agree. Yeah. It's, it doesn't translate. No, his his decision, his yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. But there are a lot of people out there that that I found on different locations uh, like Reddit and stuff like that. Little liked it, but one interesting thing that somebody somebody says like so the sand talks about the sand line and thought it was dumb. Oh, but yep this this person actually likes it. So uh, this is from. Mel Magazine, Attack of the Clones, best Star Wars sandline. So they say, so the sandline, while rightly judged as ridiculous in terms of versimilitude and story flow, has enormous importance in terms of the series' larger mythos. It represents both the deep emotional connection Anakin forms with Padme, which heightens his ability to use the Force. It also represents the danger that connection ultimately brings out. Their attachment to one another precipitates his fall to the dark side. So basically what he's what they're saying there is because he uses words like I hate sand. He's bringing he's more connected to his feelings when he's with Padme. And because because okay. Jedi aren't supposed to hate things. Ah. Uh. And so it kind of, it precipitates him, his fall to the dark side because he feels things strongly when he's with Padme. So he says, I hate sand. And therefore he's saying, I hate. And so Jedi aren't supposed to have feelings. He hates something. And that also leads for him to go to the dark side of it's a hate, it's bad. It's not a, I like it, it's a bad. Okay. Well, I guess I buy that, but I don't know. It just... It, it seems uh, like a not a cop out, but just like a uh, just a. <laughs> I would say it's a cop out. Okay, then for yeah. <laughs> to me, it's to me, yeah. it's looking too much, too deep into it. But we'll see. exactly, looking too deep, but we'll see. We're trying to find this really like this meaning like where there yeah, isn't pulling right pulling something out of thin air to try to explain yep. something that's yeah yep yep uh so but according to sci-fi the best scenes in star wars they talk about that whole scene 
uh, in the in the Isle of Sand, and it says, "How good were you at flirting when you were a teenager? Were you smooth? Did you know how to talk to someone you thought was hot, let alone someone you'd thought was hot for ten years? So you know that he's not going to be good at flirting." An awkward kid who thinks he's being smooth and who's failing oh so miserably. It's one of the few times in live action we see a teenager act like a teenager in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, that it, it could be a, a, how an awkward teenager would respond, but like, this isn't a, I don't know. This isn't like a a, a a teen movie or like a you know a high school movie like about you know awkward adolescence like I don't know I just you know you're trying to tell a love story and it's got to be one, you can only you only have one movie to do it and like I don't I don't know it just we don't need that we need yeah just just better. I don't know. I sort of lost my train of thought, but yeah, but yeah, that's one where you look at it and you go, when you look at it, you can analyze it and go, Oh, he's a, a nervous teenager and everything. And you can, you could look at that, analyze that now and say, that's cool. Yeah. Like he's a nervous teenager, but that's not what George was going for at all. <laughs> George wanted it to be a very serious scene. Like he wanted it. To, that's that's like the beginning of their love story, like right. or, or, or not the beginning of it, but like that's the continuation of they actually kiss in that scene. Yeah. Like so, the flirting works. So it's not <laughs> like he's failing miserably. It's he's the flirting works. Right. Right. That's a good point. So that's that's, that's my argument. I'll I'll take the yeah. I like I'll take the the argument that. The I hate sand is is better or is like his feeling and everything. I'll take that over to analyze. Cause I mean it's fun to interest of like, yeah, he is a, a weird teenager and he's act flirting horribly. Right. But if you ask George, hey, was he a weird, <laughs> terribly flirting teenager? He would absolutely tell you no. Yeah, like, I, I, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, and that's that's about it. I have for like the definitions. It's it, a lot of it's just. A lot of it's just, it's his, George's dialogue is not great. It's been proven in the prequels or the, the regular series. Like Mark Hamill has done interviews about it, of how terrible, like how wordy his dialogue is. Right. And just, it doesn't, homo people don't talk like this. Exactly. And, and so that's that's where the, the dialogue of this, because this movie is long and it's, boring it is i, I it's have to say long. like i it's long and there's just a lot of talking and yes. that's that's a big problem with it is because again george just talks and he uses big long words there's right there's minimal action scenes you know up until the very end obviously but yeah and that's it is it just drags for me it's a struggle to get through i tried to be <laughs> i tried to be even on this one, but this was not a good one to be even on. <laughs> <laughs> no. So but, lopsided, it, right? It's hard to, yeah, yeah, even so, But yeah, so yeah, that was a quick, quick episode for us today. 
Uh, yep. If you, you want to get a hold of us, you can get us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter at Who Shot First Pod. That's Who Shot First Pod. And you can find us on email with Who Shot First SWPod at gmail.com. That's Who Shot First SWPod at gmail.com. The main thing is, uh, you can find us and we're having a good time. And next week we get to talk about Anakin Skywalker as an actor or Hayden Christensen as an actor. Okay. So All we get right, to go a little good. more into, it's going to be kind of more of the same with this dialogue, but of whether yeah. it's his fault or whether it's George's fault or, or whatnot. Right. So. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah. Yep. Because he, he got because because it is a controversy because he got a really really bad rap right after these movies yep. came out. That, <laughs> yeah, so we'll be talking about that a little bit. So, all right, excellent. All right, we'll take us out with never, never tell, tell us, us the, the odds. odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Oh, really? You're cold? Oh, that was good! That, that was, was so good! good.